1: We're excited about the challenge We're going to end the season again and see what we can end up. Do
2: you think anyone's closed the gap on Clemson? Clearly you guys beat them, but still they've shown throughout the years and throughout the seasons that they're still a little bit better than everyone else in the Atlantic.
1: You know, their defensive line is crazy good right now. I mean, it's crazy deep. I mean, that's... That's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> So uh, you know, you're gonna—it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a special night. It's going to take a special situation to be able to play with those guys. But they're probably either the one or number two team in the country.
2: Is there anything Eric can do? He's just talking about how he hasn't played November. Are there things he can do now, or you know, heading into the season to try to? I mean, You know, he's talking about freak accident. You he can't help necessarily, but. You know, is there anything you can do to kind of hope and guard against his bad luck with his injuries?
1: Next time you see him just run up to him and whisper Russell Wilson in his ear. You know, I just I just wish he would take a page off of Russell's book. I think he does a fantastic job with the seattle seahawks of sometimes he's going to be a runner and he's going to stay in the middle of the field and then sometimes he's going to be he's going to be that guy that gets what he can get and he steps out of bounds and he finds a way to stay healthy throughout his career and to use his legs as an advantage and not a disadvantage and i don't think eric uses his legs as a disadvantage he's just so freaking courageous you know and uh, I just want him to be a little bit, he's so unselfish when it comes to that. I just want him to be a little bit more selfish to see if we can keep him around for a month in November and see what kind of football team How we How hard be. is that for you? Because obviously there are times when you need him to be fearless. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, but, but trying to strike the balance. It, it's, it's a tough deal. It really is. But I think that if anybody can can handle that, it's him. And we, every time we ask more out of him, he gives us what we ask for. So we're still asking.
2: <laughs> Is there a player more critical to Syracuse's success than Eric Dungeon?
1: Oh, I don't like to say stuff like that. We're we're not like a basketball team. <laughs> you know, we've got so many, we've got twenty-two guys out there, really good football teams play somewhere between thirty-six and thirty-eight for a meaningful football game and and we're probably as deep in that position as we've ever been. I mean there are some talented young quarterbacks behind think that we, although we don't wish an injury upon anyone, I think this year we have a better chance of sustaining an injury than ever before. So we need we need all the good guys we got. Eric is definitely one of them, but uh, I don't think one I don't think this team is all based on individual.
3: Coach, health is crucial to a season in finishing strong. That's out of your control. What kind of things can you do in the offseason to try to you know, build towards the end of the season and pick up those wins in November?
1: What's your first name? Jonathan. Jonathan. It is in my control for us to finish strong. It's not out of my control. We've got to find a way to make it happen. We just can't hope it's going to happen, Jonathan. So. We're we're doing some different things. I'm not no. I'm not going to tell you the different things we're doing, but we're doing some different things to see if we can finish strong in November. That has to happen for us to have the success that we want to have at Syracuse. We have to th- we have to find a way to finish in November. And if we keep doing the same old things and we keep getting the same results, that's insanity, right? And Lord knows I don't think I'm insane. So we're going to do some different things, and we're going to see if it's going to work out. We're not going to do the same old thing we've always done
2: speaking of the different things, I can't go into too much depth, but it sounds like the defense is kind of changing things up. Just what are you expecting to see from the defense this year?
1: I expect us to be better. I really do. I think our defense is deeper. I think we're deeper in the defensive line. I think our, our secondary is very, very talented. They're young, but they're very, very talented. Inexperienced at the linebacker position, but maybe more talented than the guys that left. So we've got potential with the linebackers. Uh, we're young and talented in the secondary. And I just think that we're we're finally the real deal in the defensive line. I think we're going to be able to get after some people, penetrate, and push some people around up there. And
2: speaking of losing guys, you lose a guy like Zaire Franklin. What does losing someone like that do? And then kind of the secondary question is just, what do you think he can do with the Colts?
1: You know, the, the thing with Zaire, someone said, I can't believe you're here and Zaire's not with you. And I'm like, three years in a row or something like that? You know, he is an amazing player. When you lose... Zaire Franklin, it just opens up opportunities for other people. And, uh, you know, everyone knows how I feel about Zaire. I think he's hes a seventh-round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken, am I right, for the Indianapolis Colts. That's going to make the team. You know, that's the way I feel about it. Now, I'm, you know, I've never coached any pros, and my, my opinion probably is not, doesn't value very much up there. But I just think when you see Zaire and you see him practice and you see him prepare, He's just a hard guy to cut.
3: You're talking about how important November is. Is there a potential to put so much emphasis on finish strong that that is important to make sure that September and October also continue to, to go well?
1: You definitely have to balance it. You know, you don't want to look down the road. We've had we've had outstanding September's and we've had outstanding October's, and then we put ourselves in position. To uh, make some noise. It'd be a special story when it was all said and done and then we just haven't finished the way we want to. I think you've got to be careful. There's no doubt about it. But I do think you need to address the issue is that uh, we've got to do some different things if we're going to have an opportunity to have the success that we want to have later on in the season.
2: Do some different things in terms of you it, mean, the results you mean? Or how, what are you, you going get to get that result?
1: We're going to do some different things to get that result, but I'm not going to talk about the things that we're doing. But we're actually, like I said, we're. We're looking at it at a different angle and trying to do some different things to see if it turns out okay. Next year, you guys can ask me, or you can say, "Hey, look at your record. It didn't work out here." Here, or it worked out, and I can tell you some of the things we did.
2: Then it's part of you go like, "Okay, but you know, I don't want to make too. If I make too much of this, then it's going to get in the players' heads, you know, and they're all going to be thinking about us. Oh, well, we're we're not good November, we're, close, we're not good November, you know. Or do you like, well, no, we have to address it because you know, it's got to be. No, you
1: got to uh, put a light on it. This is not. You got to put a light on it you say, hey, this." You want to know how come we don't win. This is one of the reasons we don't win. I mean, Whether you turn the ball over too much or whether you don't score in the red zone, uh, having the right mentality and and being healthy. It's not so much a mental thing, but being healthy enough in November to have an opportunity to have the success that you need to have to have the type of season that you want to have.
2: That's really out of your hands. I mean, you can't can't control injuries, so, I mean, you know, you know, isn't part of you just like, well, you know, I, I'm, you know, I, I can't control that. It's just that's just a lucky bounce or not there, whether a guy gets hurt or. Not.
1: I I know that I don't have the ability to make people heal or not heal. I get that, but I still, I'm still not willing to just say that it's chance. I've got to try to find a way to see if I can help that process and get guys in, bring guys into that month healthier than what we've been.
2: But uh, Western Michigan, obviously a team that you're familiar with, and then there's a lot of uh, you know, coaches over there now as well. What are you expecting to see, and how important is that game going to be to kind of get off on the right foot?
1: You know, first of all, to go and play them at their place is uh, part of the contracts. It's not something that you want to do, but you got to go play them at their place. I've been at that stadium before. That could be a, a rock and roll place. It can be extremely loud. I'm sure that they'll have the whole student body out, and uh, it'll be an interesting, interesting game. They still have talented players over there, I do believe. I hope I'm not wrong. Two years ago, they were a Cotton Bowl team. Is that correct? Two years ago? How long has P.J. been gone? Yeah,
2: he's been gone for two
1: years. Okay, so two years ago they were a Cotton Bowl team, and, and they still have a lot of good players left on that roster and good players that the the other coaches have brought in, and, and the coaches have a history, I mean, a lot of those coaches used to be at Syracuse, so they really know our senior, our senior, junior players, they recruited them, okay, so they know a lot about them, so that's a huge advantage for them. but. Uh, we're confident going into that game that hopefully it's going to turn out the way that we feel it's going to turn out.
3: You mentioned the the way that the defense some players lost their houses, I hear that. Year, but on the offensive side, obviously the wide receivers is kind of the one area that immediately kind of sticks out as having the least amount of experience. What have you seen from the road? What do you expect from that new group? That you haven't
1: seen them much. That's why I'm, I'm getting I'm excited about going into the getting into the month of October and really getting getting hands on with that group. If we can bring that group along and get consistency. Uh, out of certain individuals there, uh, we're going to have a chance to have a really complete football team. And uh, we're going to be able to push some people around because I think our offensive line is better than it's ever been. But when you get against certain teams and they don't want you to run the football, you're not going to be able to run the football. And you're going to have to be able to put the ball in the air. And what those guys can do with it after they catch it is going to be a big part of whether we have success or not
3: the the that, too. You have a quarterback who, obviously, has been in the system for now three years. Uh, how important is his role been? How, what do you expect from him now for year three of Eric Dungeon running your offense?
1: You know, he, he's been around for three, but he's only played for 1.6. Okay, He's only played for a year and a half. But if we can get him to go through the entire season, it would be the first time that we've ever had a quarterback go through uh, two and a half years in this offense. And I really think by the back part of the offense, back part of the season, late October, early November, that we may see some stuff that we've never seen before.
3: Coach, back to the wide receivers, you've uh, had a couple come in and really exceed what external expectations would, would have for these guys in terms of how much they've developed, um, the success they've had coming out, going to the draft. What's the key to wide receiver development?
1: You know, we... we if there is one. No, uh, your question's a good question. I'm sitting here going, I'm, I'm debating on how much truth I'm going to give you with these cameras and these <laughs> lights in front of me. Is what's going through my head right now we really take great pride in developing wide receivers in a very humble way we, we really feel we get it and we know and if you look at our history of what we've been able to do and how many receivers we put in the national football league we think we're doing things differently than everybody else and it's unique we have i haven't had a chance to work with them we haven't had a chance to work with them we got to get them in august and, and see where we're at but, From a talent standpoint, we think they're very, very talented. But that's just potential. We've got to see what they can apply, what they can't apply, what they can learn about the offense, and what they can't learn about the offense. Because when you have talented young wide receivers, they can be an experienced quarterback's worst nightmare if they don't know what to do consistently. Because Eric, is that ball is going to be gone on time. And if that guy doesn't know where to go, not only does it make Eric look bad, but it makes us look bad. So it it might be one of those years where if the guy can do right, a do right guy may have a better chance of playing more than someone that's super talented. That in two years is going to be really, really good because of where we're at with that quarterback position.
2: Because you mentioned the O line before, because of that, I guess. So you you see some signs that that running game is going to be even you know more lethal this year than it has been in the past.
1: I hope so. The offensive line's better now. The running backs are still the same, but I think we I think we're deeper there. I think we've got, uh, you know, obviously Strickland's been with us going in his third year. moneil has been going with us, have been with us going into his third year. So those guys know what we want, and they're very efficient. But we need those guys to, to be some game breakers for us. Not only do we need them to be consistently good, but we need them every once in a while to pop one of those big runs that can change a game.
3: Coach Coda Martin at right tackle, sort of up and down at Texas A&M. What do you expect from him this year? Do you think he's sort of that missing piece to your on? line?
1: I don't know if I would say up and down. I would say that uh, there was very talented players over there. He was one of the players that was talented. Uh, it seems like there was a mix of philosophy going on sometime. I can't talk about it. I wasn't the head coach there. I wasn't the line coach. I think for what we do, I think he really fits. And uh, adding him to our offensive line mix with uh, Cody and Aaron Service and Adams and Roberts and, and Sam Heckle and, and Davis and some of the other guys that we got there. I think we've got a base of seven or eight guys that really get it. Of how physical the game is in the trenches and the way they need to throw their weight around. And uh, those guys are the elephants. They need to act like elephants. Okay, And uh, I think they will. And it will, it will definitely help us. If we can uh, find a way to run the ball, not only early on the season, but late in those November games when we're we're away from the dome and we're playing in the weather, we need to be able to get after some people.
2: On the other side of the ball, is this defense you think maybe can force more turnovers than it did last year? uh... We definitely
1: need to. uh, I think with our defensive line, I think those guys are. uh, We've got some fantastic guys coming off the edge: Coleman, Alton, Barry. We've got some guys that really know what they're doing, and our inside guys with obviously Slayton and Bear and Ruff and and uh, Chris Elmore. We we've got some we got some guys that can plug some holes. What we've got to do is we got to get those linebackers and we got to get those safeties more involved. I really like our corner situation. I think we're deep with our two starters, Scoop and uh, and Frederick. I th- I really like the two freshmen and uh, Trill Williams and. Uh, Uh, iffy, so we're taller, we're longer, we're leaner, we got safeties, we think that can come downhill, it all depends on what's going on with those linebackers. Now they're young, you know, they're like a young puppy, you know, they're going to be a great house dog someday, but right now every time you open up the living room, it's like, what the heck, is going on in here? But if we can get those guys to grow up and get housebroken, you know, we may have something there.
2: Coach, where would you say the uh, program is in the ACC? Talked about your immense, how the ACC is so competitive, what what a great conference it is, all the coaches. Where's the Syracuse program in the ACC hierarchy? Where do you view it right now in your third year? Recruiting's on an upswing. You mentioned the great depth on both lines, the talent you have, always a tough schedule.
1: I think we're on the come. I think that we're exactly, I think what it used to be was what we've been. You know, that place where You know, it's not going to be very difficult, and we can rest some guys. I think what we're becoming is that people are like, you can't overlook those guys. And what we've got to get to is where they respect us. And uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get and earn some of that respect this year.
2: Do you look at that? Do you point with the team to that Clemson game and go, "Okay, this is what this is what we can do." You know, you have the potential to do that week in and week out. You know, let's bottle this and you know the the way you played this game. You know, you know, let's let's have that consistently week in week
1: out. I loved everything you said except for that potential word. Yeah, you know, yeah, we would like to play like that every week. But again, like I said earlier, with the Clemson game, to to beat a team like that. You have to put a deposit in the bank, and that deposit was a a bunch of guys that couldn't play any more games after that because they did give their all, because they did give up their bodies, and they were successful, and it was a fantastic win, but when you don't have the depth on the back end of that, it's going to cost you. It's a Rob Peter to pay Paul type deal because those guys' personnel is outstanding, you know, just like some of the other teams at the top of the league that we're chasing. What we need to do a better job is some of the teams that have more personnel like us being more consistent with them so that we can have the type of seasons that they've been having around us.
3: Throughout this week, there's been a lot of talk about you know, concussions and kind of the state of, of football and college football in that sense.
1: Not yeah, trying to get me in trouble. No,
3: no, no. It's just, just basically, I guess, uh, how important, how important do, you, do you feel your role is in the process of, of you know, trying to make sure players are safe as they can be and have, have lives after
1: You know, the, the, I will say this. I am, I am not a doctor. Okay, and nor am I an athletic trainer. But uh, and I say this humbly, I can't tell you how many times I've been a head football coach and I've I've, you watch the play. And if you have played the game and you watch a play, I already know I can see a guy being dinged and I'm I'm taking a guy out of the game before the. before the trainer even notices. And it's, the trainer's not supposed to notice. He doesn't have the eye that I have. But as a coach, i might like, get that guy out of there, get, send somebody else in the game. And they're like, what's going on? I said, so-and-so's d- dinged up. He's got to come out. Where the coordinator up in the box may not see it. But if you're on the field and you know the game, you know what a, a good hit looks like. And I will not have one of my young men out there like that. And it, it doesn't it doesn't do any good for them, obviously. And it doesn't do any good for us because if they're ding, they can't remember what to do in the first place. So get them out of the game, let them clear their head, let the doctors see them. If the doctors put them back in, that's great. If the doctors don't put them in, put them back in, that's great as well. But it does nobody any good for them to be out on the field if they're not exactly right.
3: Do you believe it's your kind of responsibility or the coaching staff's responsibility to inform players of the long-term risks
1: of head injuries? Now that's, that's, that's medical stuff. I don't have the... The education or the knowledge or the background to spit that type of stuff out. So I think that's something that needs to be done with the trainers and the doctors and the specialists. I I don't have the expertise for that. My whole thing is is to keep them as safe as they can possibly be playing a game that they love to play.
2: What's it like coaching your son-in-law?
1: I haven't had a chance to really coach him yet. I'll let you know. <laughs> Put him on the one line in on the club chart, though. Okay. Well, some things are obvious. <laughs>
3: what, do, you, do you worry, and obviously I haven't been working out with any of the guys we have seen here, but do you worry that that could be perceived a weird way you know, just because he hasn't played a snap for you yet? You know,
1: you, you would until you need to ask the other guys because the other guys are out there lifting with them. Sure. And running with them. And... If they really had something about it, they'd have came up and said something to me. Some things you just can't hide. If, if you and I are on the basketball team and Michael Jordan's on there too, and he just moved into the neighborhood and now he's going to be on the team, we're not going to be fighting about talking about he needs to know his role. You're going to know real quick that he's better than us, and our job is to get the ball to Michael Jordan. You did the, he's that uh, much better. <laughs> That's good.
3: That uh, 2016 coach's uh, film room broadcast, in that broadcast you mentioned you love two-minute drives. you have a greatest of all time two-minute drive or top three or something like that? I,
1: I said I was the greatest of all no, time. No, no, no. You said you said
3: that you love two-minute drives. That's oh, like, I do. What, What's your favorite that you've ever seen? Not just you know one that you've coached. I mean, you have one that you've coached, but just in general, what's your favorite two-minute drive?
1: Oh my God! I mean, what about the one in the Super Bowl with uh, Was it Brady and the Rams? Yeah. Brady and the Rams. When the Rams had United the game, oh, it's good to see you. <laughs> it, a
2: couple screen passes.
1: A couple and and taking that one so, all the way down. That was that was an unbelievable one. Oh, there was. We had one at Arizona. They call it the. Uh, when I was the coordinator at University of Arizona, they called the leap by the lake with Ortiz Jenkins. Where we started like on the two or four yard line, and we had I don't know like a, a minute and twelve or a minute and fifteen, and we went 98 yards for a win over the University of Washington at Washington. I think that was either 98 or 99. That was that was a really good one. I just I love the mathematics of it. I love the. Uh, it, it's not chance. There's there's a formula. And if, if you learn the formula and you know how to operate it, and now you get your quarterback to operate at that level and you, and you share that knowledge with your, your offense and your defense, because not only how to have a successful two-minute drive, but how to make sure the offense has an unsuccessful two-minute drive. And I just think I love the, the X and O's part of it. I love the chess Part of that—that's not checkers. I mean, you're playing chess in a two-minute drive, and that—that uh, that kind of stuff kind of gets me going. So yeah, I, I do a lot of homework on it, and I and I love watching uh, successful drives.
3: Got another tough one for you, uh, New York, close to passing Sports Gambling things like that. What are your, your um, prospects, and what do you think that would do to the college game, and, and what are your thoughts on the potential of it being?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I look at that stuff, and I'm like. It's going to be really hard to keep somebody in that throws four interceptions that has three fumbles. I know that much. I mean, you're, you're, just, you're out. It's it's going to be it's going to change some things. It's going to change the way you look at things. But uh, that's not for me. That's for someone else to make those decisions. I'll just play by the rules.
3: This is going to be the first year you've had, as a head coach, a quarterback going into year three in the system. What do you think that next level of growth is going to look like?
1: I, I don't know, and, and I look at it at 1.6, because he's only played eight games, eight games, so that's 16 games, so he's really one season and a quarter, a one yeah. and a third, okay, so when he gets done, it'll be two and a third, but I do think, hopefully, hopefully exactly, <laughs> but I do think if he can get past that and get in, get past the two and get into the third, it that'll be fun and, and almost unique to see where the evolution goes.
3: He says he wants you to let him call his own plays on the field are we close to that point? I tell you what, he
1: scores enough points with me calling the plays, I might let him call some. Hey, do you know your old San Diego friend, Tom Shanahan? Yes, Tom, <laughs> uh, how are you? Hey, I wanted to get your insight on becoming a head coach.
2: Uh, I'm doing a story for the Detroit Free Press on Harlan Barnett. You know, he made a lateral move to Florida
1: State. He been an offensive foot. You know, a... so, talk about... Uh, you
0: know, Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash Play100 and use code Play100. That's code Play100 at slash Play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize daily fantasy sports made easy.
2: You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?